This is Thursday, August 19th. It was over 38 years ago that Sandy and I stood in front of our pastor and repeated our traditional wedding vows. By that time, we'd known each other for a few years, but only closely for about a year. I'd returned from a year in grad school and was invited to serve on the same church staff where Sandy was serving. So yes, when we said our vows, we knew each other, but we had little idea what we were getting ourselves into. In the first seven years of marriage, we moved six times. We greeted the arrival of two children and faced some daunting life challenges. Sandy's father died. There were two divorces that hit my family and two that hit hers. How did we stay together? Now that's the subject of our scripture passage for today from Numbers chapter 30, verse 1 to 2. Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the people of Israel, saying, This is what the Lord has commanded. If a man vows a vow to the Lord, or swears an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Now in the life of Israel, Moses spoke to the people the commands of the Lord. This command is about the making and keeping of vows. It is the power we have to create our world with words. Now, of course, the whole idea of the power of our words to create the world comes from the Lord himself. The book of Genesis opens with the Lord speaking the world into existence. Now, the Lord might have created in any number of ways, but he chose to speak. Actually, some scholars think that the Lord sang the world to life. That's the picture we're given by C.S. Lewis in his little book entitled The Magician's Nephew. Aslan, the Christ figure in the story, creates Narnia by singing as the boy Diggory watches and listens. Here's from his text. A voice had begun to sing. It seemed to come from all directions at once. Its lower notes were deep enough to be the voice of the earth herself. There were no words. There was hardly even a tune. But it was beyond comparison the most beautiful noise he had ever heard. It was so beautiful that Diggory could hardly bear to hear it. Now, staying with the creation for a moment, God not only created us with his word, but he made us in his image, and he gave us words. As one translation of the Jewish Bible, Genesis 2-7 says, And man became a speaking being. So Adam is asked by the Lord to name the animals, giving him authority to use his words to exercise dominion over the world the Lord created. So God created the world with words and called us to follow suit. Now, if words create worlds, then how are we to use our words? Moses gives to the people his commands about making vows. Yes, it's our promises that become the scaffolding around which we build our lives. It was the vows that Sandy and I shared that got us started into a new and daring life together as husband and wife. It's the promise made by your mechanic that gets him working, and it is that promise to repair your vehicle that you expect to be fulfilled when you come and pick your car up. You see, our promises, our words create obligations we fulfill, 
And this is where life comes from. This is why our words are so important. This is why Jesus commanded that our yes should mean yes, and our no should mean no. When we fail to live up to our words, then our worlds are destroyed. Trust is broken, and life, well, it suffers. Now, God's people saw that since the Lord created us, and since he is a party to every agreement as a witness, all of our promises are before him, and they include him. As such, we either contribute to the building of trust and establishing of life, or with our words, we tear it down. This explains the seriousness of our vows before the Lord. I love the way it's stated in our text for today. The person that makes the vow must do all that proceeds from his mouth. He must do what he says. Now, why is this? Well, in the Lord himself, as he speaks, he acts. That's how he created with his word. This is why we can trust his promises. He said so that he said that so that we that is all we need to know. All we need to know is that God made a promise. We can trust the Lord. He can never lie because as he speaks what he speaks is done. Now at the time Sandy and I were married we didn't really know what we were saying. We didn't know what the next day would hold or how our lives would look 10 or 20 years down the road. But we chose to live into the promises we made that day, trusting our future to God. Now, the gospel is also built on the word of God. Jesus is the word that has become flesh. God entering our world as a human being and then living out of the promises of God to redeem a people for himself. Again, as with creation, our salvation rests on God's word spoken into our world. Once again, you might say the Lord is singing over us. He's singing us to life, singing his grace. And this is a place, safe place in which to rest, a secure place to anchor your own promises as well. Let's pray. Lord, we are a people of many words, so guide us by your Holy Spirit to be speakers of truth May your promises to us be the structure around which we build our lives. Help us to rest in you and your faithful word, for we pray in your holy name. Amen.